We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Whoa, guys, today we have a special guest. She is absolutely fantastic. And I think today's hook, right? <laughs> we always throw one at the beginning of the episodes is how do you go from dental hygienist to sharing stage with Tony Robbins? That is massive. That is I mean, absolutely mind blowing. If you're not staying live with us now, you know, I don't know what you're thinking. So before <laughs> we get started, please go ahead, subscribe, content is profit, uh, podcast, follow us on social media at Beast Brosco and share it with the people that you love and know that this content is actually very useful for them and their business. Yeah. So if you have been following our journey, you know that we absolutely love video, you know, but we weren't always willing to be on camera. Heck, we're still working on it, right? So even if our English is not very good looking, we're committing to creating content almost every single day. And we know how hard it can be to be in front of that camera. This is the reason we are so excited to bring you today's guest. She helps hundreds if not thousands of entrepreneurs, create infinite video impact every single day. She is the lioness of YouTube and Canada. Her Instagram stories are like a comedy stand-up show. She shared the stage with Russell Brunson and Tony Robbins, worked hand-in-hand with Damon John from Shark Tank, and has been a massive influence for both of us. She doesn't know it yet, but she's our new BFF. Please welcome Marlene Yes! Woo! Oh, where is she? Come on! There we go! It's a Marliachi! It's a Marliachi today! Oh my god, okay. I don't I don't even know what the what the live audience is looking at right now. We are so excited to have you here, Marley. Thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for that warm entrance and Surprise and lions and mariachis. Oh my. <laughs> oh my God. As, okay. you, as you can tell, we, I mean, we've been following you for a while, right? So, and we love how you connect with your audience and how you have this message, right? With the lion. And not only that, but like, I remember your stories with the mariachis. And honestly, what was, what was going through my mind was this is so authentic and so amazing. I absolutely love it. And going off the topic of authenticity, I think that's why so many people love you, actually. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So so one of, the, one of the benefits of going live is that we can actually, like, make this thing work. But we need to still see your beautiful face on our Facebook uh, feed. And I think it's about to go live, but we're going to continue. We have... There we go. Okay. There we <laughs> go. We finally got you on the screen. And, uh, you know, so I guess I guess it's an excuse to do this a second time at some point in our lives. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, you're going to have to come back again. It was all on purpose. I'm fine with that. I'm 
with that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Marley, first off, tell us a little bit. We, we have a little bit of a taste like in that introduction, but I would love to hear from you. How do you go from, you know, cleaning teeth, honestly, right? To sharing stage with Tony Robbins. Oh, my God. Um, you know, just overnight success. Overnight <laughs> success, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I woke up one morning, it was like, here I am. Um, I, uh, you know, I think I, I never wanted to be a dental hygienist full time. Like I knew that it was just a stepping stone to whatever I wanted to be when I grew up, but I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, so I started doing social media for the dental office just cause I knew how, and then their IT guy was like, can I refer you to one of my clients? He referred me to all of his clients. And then all <laughs> of a sudden I had a business. I started making videos for myself so that I could try to get more visible and get more clients. And then some of those videos started to take off. And then I started to do videos for my clients and some of those videos started to take off. And so I was like, there's something here with this video thing. And that was really my introduction to the world that I'm in now. Wow, that's awesome. So I, I heard that story before and something that comes to mind, you know, we, we've heard so many stories of other entrepreneurs where they are like, you know, I was in the classroom and I knew inside of me that there was something else, something that I could do, right? And uh, some people think that entrepreneurs are born that way. And some other, I, I've heard stories of people that like yours, you know, along the journey, you slowly were discovering. But I don't think I've ever heard somebody ask you the question on how that like, was it? by accident could you say was by accident or did you feel like that growing up right like there was something that you wanted to do on your own yeah i, I love that question because i i think about that a lot like when i've tried to force things to happen it never works when things kind of fall into place and just organically like i was working at a dental office i didn't know just by like creating some content for their facebook that it was going to turn into the business that i have today And definitely when I was a kid, there was always that feeling of like, I feel like there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know what it is. And it always felt like this sense of impending something that I didn't like, I was, <laughs> I was like, I know that there's a bigger purpose. I know there's something that I'm supposed to be doing and like working at a dental office or working at a restaurant or whatever, doesn't feel right. And so it was just following that intuition to where am I supposed to be right now? And, uh, and and kind of just being open to letting it unfold instead of trying to force anything. Yeah, that that is very interesting because actually, or mom always <laughs> says, everything happens for a reason and it is always for the best reason. And I think that's kind of like a mantra that we've lived under for sure. Yeah. Um, my my girlfriend can testify to that. Oh, big time, big time. <laughs> She's like, oh, why are you waiting so much for many things? But that that's awesome to hear actually. And I guess were you always this passionate about video? When I was a kid, I used to steal my dad's video camera and like film little commercials or pretend I was like a news anchor and I'd report the news and it would always be like whatever's going on in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I did have, I feel like I did have, uh, you know, I love to make videos and I loved movies. Like, I mean, it, as a kid, I was obsessed with Disney princesses and, and loved all the Disney movies. And so I feel like I went from loving movies to then trying to understand how they work to then trying to make my own with my dad's video camera. And then now it's funny that you can look at what your hobbies were as a kid and how it translates into what you do as a passion as an adult. I, I definitely had a bit of that. That's, yeah. that's amazing. I, I love especially like the, the big contrast that you have from like your background 
to this thing that you do now and you you're able to help so many so many people hundreds if not thousands of entrepreneurs come to you come to your organization to your team for guidance uh, on on what to do so what what does that make you feel like how do you feel inside you know in your heart when, when you when you talk about these things uh, <laughs> like i'm sometimes speechless like i i get to do this every day like i wake up and i get to work with entrepreneurs who inspire me who are all and because of even just the the messaging the branding the movement i've created like i work with impact driven profit focused entrepreneurs so even that like attracts the people who have businesses that are going to change the world. And so the fact that I get to spend all my days and nights uh, working with people like that, like that's what I hope to do forever and just to continue to grow that movement. Yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely testify to that because when, I mean, we've been in the challenge, I think twice, mm -hmm. and people in that group is just absolutely fantastic. Like the not only the level of engagement, but... It's like the passion, yeah. right? And again, I think that is key for people's success, right? And especially for a leader, in your case, it, it is you, right? Uh, to be able to transmit that to people, especially when they're in a position of, well, I don't know exactly what to do, right? So I'm putting my trust in somebody else that has done it, right? That has, has been there. But, I, you know, because we've been in situations where, Maybe we deal with somebody that they were just, you can tell they were a little bit more money driven, right? And nothing wrong with that. But the fact that you can just let them know like, hey, this is how passionate I am. And I want you guys to be as passionate as well. You know, it doesn't always go well, but as long as we're like passionate and driven, we can figure it out, right? And Honestly, like going through your Facebook group, I can see that in everybody. It's like everybody here is so passionate that like you give off that vibe. Fantastic. Yeah. So following up on that, um, I mean, that there's something that we talk in the show like almost every single day. And it's about <laughs> your like dream audience and your dream customers. So every single one of th that, that people like in your group is probably your dream audience and your dream customer. So how do you how do you find those people? Like uh There's so many businesses out there that they're like, I want to sell to everybody. And then mm -hmm. when you have the conversation, hey, dream customer, dream audience, like they, they get super scared because they think they're not going to find them. So how, how do you find them? And uh, how is that better than just like talk, talking to everybody? I used to think I just I want all the opportunities. I have to say yes to everything. And I would be scared to say no to anything because I thought if I say no to this, am I saying no to lots of other opportunities? But what I found was when I said no and got specific about who I really wanted to work with, that attracts more of them. So for example, I had a, a, a guy that came to me once, he came to me as a dating coach. Um, and it turned out that sure, and this is where I came up with impact-driven profit focus, because if I'm gonna help a, a business to spread their impact and reach more people, it has to be something that I can ethically stand behind, something that I can put my stamp of approval on and go, yes, like. I want to put a megaphone to this movement and, and reach everyone with it. Um, and also, you know, help them make more, more money so they can keep investing in their business and doing good for the world. So he came to me as a dating coach. And after uh, the first like half hour of a call, I found that he was not a dating coach. He was a pickup artist. And that's not something that I ethically stand behind. I just was like, you know what? I, this isn't, I'm so sorry. This is, this is a note for me. <laughs> and, and you, and when you, 
when you stand up for what your standards are, what you believe in, you can work with those people that you really jive with. Because how could I put my heart and my passion, my energy into something that I'm like, this doesn't align with my beliefs or my values. So now to find the dream customer, it, it is looking at what you don't want, but then what you do want. And a lot of what you do want is probably coming from who you are or the journey that you had to take to get to where you are today. A lot of the times I look at my customers or my dream clients as my before picture and what do they have to go through to get to where, where I am, my current reality. And so that's why I share my stories all the time of here's where I used to be, here's where I am now. And if, if you're in this exact place, it's because I understand you because I was you, but now I was able to have this epiphany, the epiphany bridge, and you can get, you can come right here and, and live with me and like have this lifestyle too. And so often it comes from your own stories, your own history and, and, you know, experiences and struggles that you've gone through and finding the people that were like an earlier version of you. Yeah. I, I love that. Two reasons. Reason number one, the fact of like sharing your story is just gonna act by itself as a filter to find out right people, right? That, as you said, they are where you were before. And I kind of felt that way sometimes when I'm talking to certain people, I'm like, wow, like I used to be there like two years, three years ago. And, and when I can identify those people, I'm, I actually feel even more excited because I know for a fact that I can help them. And then the second point is that you were talking about, you know, ethics, ethics, uh, sorry, ethics. <laughs> so <laughs> like I, we've been in a position where we operate from a place of need, right? And I think so many people at first, right, when they're like, oh, I need my business to work, they will take on everybody. And sometimes that's going to include maybe a client that you don't really want to help or you don't really stand behind. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's about learning how to say no to some people. And it seems like you got pretty good at saying no, <laughs> uh, you know, because let, letting go like that. I feel like that's just going to help you find that, that one person. So those were two fantastic lessons that I just definitely learned from that story. <laughs> yeah. So glad. I love it, Marley. So uh, for those listening, right, because I, I feel like in the first like 15 minutes, we've been a little bit all over the place. Like we do know you, Marley. We've been following you like crazy, but she is like the expert. She's like the person to go to when it comes to YouTube and creating like long lasting yeah. impact on video, infinite video it, like impact. Correct. Did I say it right? That's right. So <laughs> how like how do you go like to like from a social media standpoint where there's so many distribution channels, so many options, right, that, that people love to play with or, like, learn about to specifically YouTube and then from there grab that base and then expand it like crazy for your infinite impact, right? How do you go from that place to crazy of craziness to ve being very specific in YouTube? Yeah, with YouTube, it's, all, it's really understanding that YouTube is a search engine, not a social media platform. And when people can find your content organically, that's the difference between renting attention versus owning attention. So on other social media platforms, you post something and how long does it last before it drowns in the algorithm or it, you know, gets disappeared, disappears with all the other content that's out there. Um, or you have to keep putting Facebook ads into it, put, put ad spend into it so that they keep showing up at the top of the timeline. So that's renting attention. You're literally like renting that space. But on YouTube, because it's a search engine, you can own that space. You can use search engine optimization to create videos titled based on how people are actually searching for it. 
So if you type into Google or YouTube right now, how to use Canva, my video comes up and I made that little video in 2016. Isn't that amazing to be able to make a video once and years later, it's still at the top of search engines. People are still finding it all day, every day. They click the link in the lead, the lead magnet in the description and now they're entering my email list all day, every day. And then from there, I can ascend them up my visibility ladder, my value ladder to then purchase my products and services. So instead of having to create content all the time and this like hamster wheel and being reactive to your content, like, oh, I got to do a Facebook live and oh my gosh, I have to do this. While you're still running a business and trying to like balance a family life, there's all this, yeah. you know, opportunity to be able to create content that you own and that it still brings you a return even months or years later. I love it. As a, as a business owner, obviously, because you started, I mean, you have some crazy stories, right? We could go into, first off, how do you end up being a paparazzi assistant? To, I mean, you know, yeah. we, we jump so many stories through, through, you know, I know. through, yeah. the, through your journey. I, you know, we, we kind of like were indoctrinated into a lot of your podcast episodes. We're like, we need like this ammo to ask Marley. We need some, some good juicy stuff. So, uh, now that I put it out there, like why, like what was one of the reasons that you were a paparazzi assistant? And then what was the thing that you discovered with these big like names? Mm -hmm. Well, partially I was a paparazzi assistant because I just wanted to I was fascinated by celebrities I was like yeah if I can go meet Lady Gaga and George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg and all the you know of course I would love to um and uh it was just it was a cool opportunity like who yeah. can say that they you know were running around town with celebrities and paparazzi what a, what a cool life experience a little bit dangerous at times there's definitely <laughs> stories there um actually I don't think I've ever said this one uh exclusive Exclusive. There was, okay, so the reason why I stopped being a paparazzi assistant was because uh, we used to do that. And so there's like paparazzi lingo. Like when you know where a celebrity is, it's like you got info, like you guys, you say it like that. Um, and so we got info on where Robert De Niro was. And so paparazzi also do these things called drive bys and roll downs, where you're like chasing them in traffic. And okay. the paparazzi or someone is still driving and then the assistant or whoever gets out of the vehicle, runs up to the vehicle at a stoplight or in traffic, has them roll down their window and sign an autograph through the window. So I did this. I was like, they're like, get out, go get like, go after that vehicle. <laughs> Full go get athlete Robert mode. Autograph. Yeah. Yeah. I was like 20 years old. Wow. Um, no, I think I was 19 actually. 18 or 19 actually is when I started doing this crazy right yeah. um <laughs> could you imagine like if i had a daughter that was doing that at 18 19 years old i'd be like what the what's oh this school yeah um and so i i go up to the window but there's other paparazzi assistants doing this too so like i i'm not first in line and like the light's gonna turn green it's gonna go and so i'm waiting there to see if i can get my out i'm like trying to get in in the meantime i put up my camera take a little selfie and and then the light turns green. I miss the opportunity for the autograph. I run back to the vehicle and these guys are like cutthroat. Like if you don't get back to the vehicle on time, see ya. So, but, but I get to the vehicle on time. I jump in with like high speed chase for after a ridiculous. And uh, they're like, did you get it? And I was like, no, I didn't. I, I missed it. Like I didn't, there were other people in the way. But then they saw that I got a selfie. They <laughs> were pissed. They were so <laughs> mad. And they were like, they pulled over. They're like, get out and they kicked me out in the middle of nowhere oh i like don't even know where i am and they like here's your bag here's your stuff get out and i they just abandoned me 
Funny thing though, on the way home, I'm walking. I have no idea where I am. I ran into, I literally like did not even plan this. I ran into Emma Roberts and then I ran into Colin, Colin Firth. Just, just ran. Uh, like I, I didn't even have the paparazzi with me. I was just, <laughs> I was just walking down the street and both like back to back. So I was like, ha sucka. And then I never, that was the end of my paparazzi days. Oh my God. <laughs> that I, sounds insane. Yeah, at, at that time when this was like going on, like what was your thought process behind like trying something like this? Uh, and then again, like the second part of the, the original question is like, you talk about this one element that I think when you said it at Funnel Hacking Live, we related a lot. When when we have a mic in front of us, we, we put on a, like a certain like, persona. persona, right? So, right. And, and, and you have a special name for it, right? So so what do you call that? And, uh, and why is it so effective when people are trying to create some content? Yeah, I call it the underground charisma formula. And this is something that I learned by being around celebrities and doing the paparazzi thing. Um, and it was just seeing how regular everyday people like celebrities, they're just like us, that they can turn it on. They have this like, it's like a light switch where they generate this electricity that that creates that captivating, compelling, you know, thing that's so magnetizing to them. Like, why is it that we see them on a on the movies and we're like, oh my God, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck, oh my God. Like, but they're just regular people, but they know how to perform and they know how to turn on this energy that attracts people to them like like fireflies and I don't know what just it's magnetizing um and there's stories like uh, Beyonce she has her alter ego Sasha Fierce so she sets foot on the stage she becomes this incredible performer that we see and then there's this other story that I love Marilyn Monroe she was in the middle of Grand Central Station she's with her photographer and like no one's even recognizing her because she's like in her mind she's like a Norma Jean Baker right now But then she she says to her photographer, do you want to see her? And she just like turns it on. She just like fluffs up her hair. She changes her body language. No Amazing. other physical changes. Yeah. But she becomes Marilyn. And then she gets, you know, she's being swarmed by people who moments earlier didn't see her. But what did she do? She did nothing other than just decide. And so it's this like energy that you pull up and there's a lot more to it. And it's about your attractive character and deciding who you are when the camera turns on. But it's this... It's thing that it's the thing that you generate from within. Amazing, yeah. I love it. I, I think you know if we actually have like five episodes that we haven't ever released, <laughs> uh, and we think probably never released when we first started the show. We used to call it Bruce and Bros. Uh, <laughs> so we're literally just like having a beer and chatting between us about marketing stuff when we thought we knew stuff about marketing. <laughs> and uh, one of these videos, I knocked the, the beer on my computer and it was just like a whole mess. But the oh, first, yeah. yeah, the computer still works, you know? Okay. Yeah, good stuff. But uh, I remember like yeah. the first time like we heard each other like talk, like speak on the mic. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, who is this <laughs> guy? Is I call this my brother. guy? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It, it was so different, but so I, so that's why I related so much to that story because I'm like, oh my God, there, there is like, that's actually a thing. And, uh, and that's actually something that people that are maybe struggling with creating their content can like grab onto that and, uh, and transform themselves to create that infinite video impact that you talk about. Yeah. I think in part, that's why we do our intro live oh, because yeah, by, time. Do, by doing it, it's, it kind of like turns on that switch, right? Yeah. And it gives us that energy to like keep going with the show. And they were like, well... The energy is already over here. We cannot 
lower it and even down. Exactly. So Marley, often like when we talk to different uh, business owners, right? We we come from the brick and mortar world. Like we were in the fitness industry for a long time. Uh, we help different local businesses here with with our business. Um, either you are a business owner that you want to, or and do you need to like transition into a content creator, or you are a content creator that needs to transition into a business. So when we see you, uh, we see like a mix of those, right? So tell us a little bit more about the journey, like how was that, you know, from working for somebody else and then you decide to follow this passion, how's that transition into a business? Because like, we are living it right now and it's not simple and we need, and we need help and we follow different people. Uh, so how was that transition for you, for people that are like trying to go either way? Yeah, that's interesting. because it's, it's, it feels like the chicken or the egg. And there's also some people that they start as just content creators and then realize, Hey, I have an opportunity to build an audience and monetize this. And then there's people that they have a business and they're like, I could scale my audience and ROI by creating better content. So for me, I was the side of, I had a business and I needed to create content to scale it. Um, and now I think I'm in a place where like, I, I have the business that's running my, and it's, it's vice versa. It's like, I have the business that's running my content machine and my content machine is running my business. And I want to put more into the content because I'm at a level in my business where I just want to create a big impact. And I also want to be a performer and an entertainer. That's something that's a little bit newer to me before it was just about business and, and reaching an audience. And now I want to yeah. really entertain them because I have fun with it. So I just, I want my audience to have fun with it. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah, it. I mean, we've noticed it in the Instagram <laughs> stories. You are hilarious. <laughs> we we love the jokes. We love the jokes. So, how do you? What do you? What would you say to somebody that's that's a business, right? And uh, and want to start transitioning into that content creation phase? What are some things that they can expect uh, right off the bat? Um, expect to suck. And eventually you'll suck less until you don't suck anymore. That's a Garrett J. White. It's a paraphrase of Garrett J. White's quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, at first it's going to be uncomfortable it, that you're going to be insecure. Kind of like what you said, you turn on the microphones and you started recording this podcast. And you're like, who am I? Like, what is that? How my voice sounds? Why did I say that? And sure. Like I look back at some of my first videos and I'm like, why did I do my hair like that? Why did I film <laughs> from that angle? It's so weird. But like, you have to do that to, to grow that muscle, to discover who you are, to, to find your voice. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, he did a thousand episodes of Wine Library TV before people really ever noticed him. Yeah. And and now look at him. He's the Gary Vaynerchuk we all know and love today that has like 5 million people following him. It's because he put in the time, he did the 10,000 hours that no one sees and, became, and he found his voice. Yeah I, yeah, I love it. I think like that was one of the big hurdles. I, I feel like because we played soccer all our life and, you know, in soccer, you normally fail more than succeed, right? And then you keep trying, you keep trying. And I think that's a general rule with, with sports. If I'm not mistaken, your dad uh, owns a hockey league. Is that correct? You did your research. Uh, I'm going to do this for me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, but, I mean, you've been around sports and I, and I feel, do you think, like we, this is something that we, we tell our clients or the people that we work with. Is that a reason why, you know, coming from a background like that, is that an element to success or is it just like, just something that I'm just putting in my head? What do you think? Well, I wonder, I wonder what you're thinking because for me, like definitely my dad owning a hockey league, 
taught me a lot about work ethic. Like my dad, he also works full time for the government. He's going to retire in like a year or something. He's worked for the government all my life. I'm 29 years old. So he's probably worked for the government for like 31 years. And then also he owned the hockey league. So from like nine to five, he'd work for the government and he was such a great present dad. So like from five to nine, played with me and my brother, very present, the best dad. And then from like nine, nine PM to like midnight or 2 a.m. he would work on the hockey league and then sleep go to work do it all over again and so i watched my dad do this and his work ethic and also this is another fun fact about him he has worked downtown in in the city we're from for whatever 31 years and he has never paid for parking he is just a stubborn man like wonderfully (laughs) stubborn he will he will he will park miles away and walk instead of paying for parking and he's probably saved like a hundred thousand dollars by doing that so I just, I learned so much from my dad Amazing. by his work ethic, his drive, his stubborn pursuit to succeed. Um, that's what I take from, from my, how, why I am who I am today. Amazing. Well, thank you. Because I mean, th- those are things that definitely can help, you know, people in their journey, you know, just like anything, it, it requires time, it requires consistency, it requires, you know, to fail to, you know, get up and do it again. Uh, yeah. I, for example, at the very beginning, you just said the joke, uh, overnight success, right? And I think this ties just perfectly to that is most people perceive all this as overnight success when there is so much consistency and work behind it that most people don't know, right? Like, yes, there might be 0.0001% of chances that might be overnight, but most people, you they put in the work, but most people don't get to see that, Right. So, yeah, I, f- I found it fascinating, the, the consistency and how you also got that from just seeing your dad doing it every single day, pretty much. Yeah, I, I want to transition into a, a, a very a topic that sometimes when we bring it up to people that are not familiar with content or just getting started, it's a being vulnerable topic, right? Is sometimes can be like polarization too, but I think like the vulnerability when people like start seeing like really who you are and the behind the scenes of that, uh, they tend to to stay on, right? And and create this connection with you. Uh, you've had an experience like not so, not so long ago. Uh, if you're okay with it, would you like to share it? And like, what what did that mean to you? And uh, ultimately to your business. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love talking about it because it's, it's the pivotal moment that, that changed everything for me. I, uh, earlier this year at the most, uh, it was the most pivotal moment of my career. It was the, but the most transition transformational time of my life, my marriage ended. And there's a lot that went on behind the scenes that people didn't see. But at the beginning of January, while I'm leading up to speak at Funnel Hacking Live, the biggest stage of my life, one of my biggest goals, my dream is coming true. Yeah. Three weeks before yeah. I publicly announce my marriage ended, I'm changing my name, my business is changing. I'm a whole new person and I'm trying to navigate my new life now. And I'm about to go on this big stage. And before announcing that, I was really, I didn't know what the right answer was that I was like, do I wait until after because I don't want people to like have all eyes on me for the wrong reason and be like, oh, it's Marley, the divorce girl. But I wanted this to be like a powerful message. Here's who I am. This is a message of endurance and prince and and triumph. Um, and so I, I made the decision to to make the change and my name changed. And I also didn't want if I knew that this, speaking to an audience of 5000 people sharing the stage with Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, like this was 
massive exposure. I wanted it to be with my new name. Um, and I think that all eyes were on me and, and trying to see, you know, what, what's going to happen next. This is a very, you know, my personal life was crumbling while I'm about to step on the biggest platform of my life. Um, and it was incredible that I thought this is so terrifying to share this. It's like, I, people might look at me like I'm a failure and why would they listen to you? Why would they listen to little old me when like, I don't have my life together. I just, I just failed. Um, but what happened was when I embraced that message, my audience embraced me and you can see the videos of when I stepped onto that stage at Funnel Hacking Live, I had to tell people to sit down. Like I entered to a standing ovation and after the music was over, they were still applauding and I'm like, sit down. I only have 28 minutes. We got to go fast. Thank you. I love you, but sit down. Yeah. It was a great moment. That's, that's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing yeah. with that because I mean, to see somebody that's at your level to see it like that, you're helping so many others. And just like, that is a, such a pivotal moment. Right. Uh, I think like in our business, we lived it with when COVID like started, we had probably the major freak out in our, of our lives because we had a really big client that canceled. He's like, guys, we're not opening like for the next three months. And that was a big, big part of like our income. And we went to this place where it was like really challenging. And I think personally, like as therapy was to share this first with my brother, but second with some of the audience that was like, you know, looking also for our content and for that. So we also see it as a therapy. And from that, we gained like this, the, the, the strength to, to continue to the point that we've had our biggest month ever this month. Right. Uh, so Thank you for sharing sharing that and and for those listening, go ahead and and, and try it out. Right, it's not it's not gonna be an easy journey, but it's gonna pay off uh, big time. So yeah, I know. I, I think sorry, I, I'm gonna step in here real quick. But you know, when I hear those again, I, I said at the beginning that that authenticity, right? That like people love you for, and when I when I hear people talk about vulnerability and when we share a journey, a lot of the time pops into my head is fear of being rejected, right? A lot of people has that fear. Like, what are other people going to say about me? I had that fear for about three years when we started. I knew I had to create content because everybody that I was following, I would see the one thing that they had in common was that they were all creating content. And the reason that I didn't create the content was because I was afraid of what my friends would say, right? I was like, oh, what are they going to say? I'm silly because they were like the first one to support me when they see the videos. They're like, oh, Luis, that is so cool, right? But what would you tell to someone that in their minds, they're like, okay, I know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I have to put myself out there. I have to be vulnerable, whatever my situation is. But I'm still so afraid of being rejected by others. Like, what, what would you tell that person? I... I mean, I, this is my favorite part is the vulnerability side. Like I, I, I can't wait to share some of the things that I, that I just you know, appropriately, I like to yeah. say, um, Bre uh, Brene Brown's quote, share the scars, not the open wounds. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm always documenting the content. And I'm like, one day I'm going to share this. It's going to be a crazy story. And yeah, it's, it's scary to be vulnerable and it's scary to put yourself out there and be like, is this going to be accepted or, is, or am I going to be rejected? But the thing you have to remember is like, you're, As much as yes, you are doing it for you, you're also doing it for your audience. And if you don't, they're going to be drowning without you. Like if you have the message, the life preserver that's going to save them or inspire them or give them that next step that they need, why would you hold that back? Like that's selfish of you if you look at it that way. You're doing them a disservice and you by not putting your message out there. And I, 
I look back at January when I made the announcement. It's on my YouTube channel if anyone wants to see how I did it. I, fil I filmed that video five times and struggled every single time. And it like, not just five times in a row, like five times over several weeks that I was like, okay, this is the one. No, I can't do that one, it's not ready yet. And like, yeah. the one that I finally posted was just, I just set up my phone and I just talked to my phone for like, whatever, however long that video is, five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, and I'm so glad that it all played out the way that it did. It was the most terrifying leap to take, but it was the most rewarding. And I feel like when you make that investment and that those big leaps that are scary, those are the ones that you're most proud of. Amazing. Yeah. I, I want to make an invitation yeah. for everybody that's listening right now to actually look at everybody that they're following at this point and, and ask themselves, have I maybe, you know, like, you know, like connected so much with this person? Was it because of the stories and because they've been vulnerable? And I'm, I'm I can say I'm 99% sure that they're going to find those stories that those other people that they look up to share when, when they said, wow, that's me right there in that position, right? Like that's that I'm going through the same exact thing through yeah. those same emotions. And there's a good phrase that I love that is, um, actually, I forgot the phrase. Wow. Oh, well, I guess, I guess <laughs> you don't the, love it enough. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole meaning of the phrase is that you don't remember exactly what someone said, but you will remember how they made you feel, right? And I think, Showing this vulnerability, um, just opening up all these people that we follow, right? When they open up, that's when we get to connect with them and when we truly get to learn yeah. from them. I think facts and all that, that, those come after. But if we don't connect emotionally, like we don't get to learn. So I invite everybody to look at the, look at the videos, people that you look up to, and try to find those connections where, when you made that emotional connection, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Marley, we want to be super respectful of your time. So we ask everybody that comes on, uh, what what are some action points that they can take right now? Um, if they're, you know, playing with the idea, I, I need to start creating content. Like this is the thing that's going to drive profit and impact into my business. What are some like quick action points that they can actually do right now uh, to get started? Um, I would create a story inventory, like all of your stories that you can think of, your origin story, your your you know, your wins, your losses, the things that you had to experience to get to where you are today, even the the conversation you overheard at the grocery store, like all of those things become your stories. Or um, the the big lesson from the movie you watched last night, that becomes your stories that you can tell in your content. Then also, what content do you, does your audience actually want from you? Um, if you look at maybe the frequently asked questions that you get or the other videos that people in your same space are making videos about, what kind of content can you create that's similar to that with your stories for your audience? I love it. Thank you so much. Those are like super like simple thing, guys. Like if you are starting to get it, those are things that are going to get you those small wins to to continue to do it. And I think those small wins were the things that kept us going. You know, we, we talk about win stacking. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember Tony Robbins like saying that on stage. That for us like meant so much. We we tend to focus on the negatives. And if we if we see, you know, hey, my hair was not right here. You know, the light is not good enough. My camera is not good enough. Think about those wins of like, I finished my video. Yeah. I finished my story bank. I have five stories to to do this. I have five people that saw me live consistently, even though we made a massive mistake at the beginning of this video. That's okay, right? Grab those wins and continue to do it. Now, Marley, one last question before we say goodbye and we ask the people how they can find you. This comes straight from the audience. <laughs> Where did you find your funnel hacking live jacket? Oh my gosh, I'm dying to know. 
<laughs> this is like the biggest secret of all. <laughs> okay, um, so I guess you're going to have to go follow you and subscribe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but follow me and subscribe. But yeah. there's a story behind this, actually. Of course, there's a story behind everything. Yes. I almost didn't get that jacket. It almost didn't arrive on time. Ooh. So I ordered that jacket online from a site called Super Down. I've never heard of the site before. It was actually um, Peng Jun, his, uh, his girlfriend found the jacket. She sent me a picture of it. She's like, you need this. Oh and my I was God, like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> so thank you for doing. Um, she, uh, so she sent me that picture and I was like, I need this immediately. So I order it online and I'm staying at my, my friend's house in Boise and I have it shipped here. And it says that it would arrive on Thursday and I was leaving on Monday. It didn't arrive Thursday. It didn't arrive Friday. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? So I email them and I'm like, where's the jacket? I need it for a very, very important speaking engagement. I'm leaving on Monday. Is there like, where is it? And they email me back. They're like, it's still in your cart. <laughs> I oh. didn't actually buy it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so oh, upset. Um, and so I was like, can you expedite it and get it to this hotel? And sure enough, they did. But it arrived the day before my presentation. Wow. So, and, and wow. also like the hotel... The hotel calls me, they're like, there's a package here for you. And then I go down to get it and they can't find it. They don't know where oh it is. My oh my gosh. It was finally, I found the jacket. It was meant to be because that jacket is just magic. Do, do you hey. have a plan B for any other jacket at all? No. Awesome. Hey, it, it all happens for a reason, better. right? <laughs> it's always the best reason. You ended up getting it. Yeah. So. Marley, how can uh, our listeners uh, find you? Where can they follow you and your story? And uh, do you have anything for them? What's their next step? With working yeah. with you um, well i would love for you to follow me on youtube and uh instagram as we mentioned i, I try to be a stand-up comedian on my instagram <laughs> stories so um that's both instagram and youtube.com slash uh marley jacks uh, i have to think about that for a second um and then uh i would love for you guys to sign up for the infinite video impact challenge it's the next one is starting on may 4th Um, may the fourth be with you. There's going to be some Star Wars theme to it. It's going to be great. Love it, yeah. guys! Again, we've done that challenge twice. It is so worth it. Uh, if you're looking to start video, like we, we definitely love video. We love going live because of the reason that like he puts it in front of the camera and like the pressure is on and you have to perform. <laughs> But Marley takes that that video to a whole new level. So please go ahead and go uh, follow her and sign up for her challenge. And with that, Marley, don't leave. We have like two minutes. We'd love to chat with you for a second. Uh, but if we're going to leave you with Marley's favorite song, obviously. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So please go ahead, subscribe. Content is Profit Podcast. Follow us on social media at yeah. Beast Bros. Go and smash, smash the subscribe button. Subscribe button. Thank you guys so much for staying live with us. And we'll see you guys later. <laughs>